And I'll say, well, just go with me to the food bank. And what we'll do is we'll just sort cans, right? Like we'll just, there'll be a bunch of cans on a table and we'll sort them and we'll talk. By the time we're done, the person feels better. And I'm like, isn't that interesting? You, you feel like you're going to give and you don't have any more, but then you feel so much better. Just trying to figure out a way to connect and help your fellow man. And I know it sounds so backward to what we're thinking, like you're depressed, how are you gonna help anyone else? But it will pull you out if you can find somebody to connect with and help and 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 love. Um, it will it will begin to stir something in you that will give you some purpose. I've seen so many times people who are like, man, I am just absolutely don't wanna go outside. I'm, I'm very low and I'm like, just come with me and what we're going to do is we're just going to go around to the, the hospital and we're going to say hi to kids that are terminal, you know, and all of a sudden it will completely change your life because you will start to see the value that you can bring to someone else and it will show you that you do have value. And that's the thing we... we this is Upbeat with Beatboxer, musician, speaker and show host, Parker K. Well, hey, it's Parker with Upbeat, and I'm joined today by another Parker, Parker Harger. How's it going, man? Good, so good, <laughs> so good. Like the hat says, if if you're if you're not just listening, if you're watching the podcast, you can see that he is wearing a hat that says "so good," and that's what we are going to be talking a lot about today. So I like kind of jumping in first with story and kind of learning about you for the listeners who maybe haven't heard of you. Um, fill us in on kind of what inspired so good and how that is kind of linked to your your story yeah it's funny anytime i tell a story about so good or anything that we're doing uh the person will say so good somewhere in the next phrase or two it never never fails it's so funny so like if i say oh like today we did toys for tots they're like oh man that's so good and then they're like oh that's so good and then they, you know, just kind of like uh, <laughs> then it clicks. itself. It clicks. <laughs> and that's really the story. If they could go back, my dad passed away in 2015 of a brain tumor. And that really set me on a trajectory that I see now. But it's it's really hard when that happens, right? Like all you know is that like your father has passed and it's, it, it's difficult. Um, but one of the things that it made me do was like kind of take stock of the future, right? So when your dad passes away, you you instantly realize like you know the shortness of life not like you don't before but you more you know just more so uh realize how short this life is and things like that and then you know i went to my dad's funeral and a bunch of his buddies are there and they're in their 50s and they're like you know your dad was this he was amazing and he was kind and he was generous and you start to think and maybe i'm doing this all wrong like i'm i'm stocking up for the future for myself like making sure my 401k and and looking for opportunities to you know make money and grow and things like that but maybe it's maybe it's like right now maybe life is happening right now and i think that's what we forget so many times even as parents is that all of life is happening right now like everything that we talk about in the past was just the the most mundane part of life we we were like hey dad hey mom do you remember when we did this and they're like yeah barely and it's such a memory but you're living in it and so it really helped me, uh, my dad passed when it was like live in the moment. Um, so that I, I would say that was the beginning of So Good. And then two years later, I was doing some work. I was out in Las Vegas, Nevada, and um, I was, you know, riding the elevator. And I saw these guys were dressed like they were going to a country concert. And I was like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, there's a big country concert across the street. You should go. So a buddy of mine were like, oh, yeah, we'll go. 
Um, and so we started to go to the concert and the guy I was with was like, Hey man, let's go get something to eat first. I really, I really don't like country music. So if we could, you know, minimize the amount of time I have to be over there, that'd be great. <laughs> um, and he was another work buddy and he was just going to go with me to kind of like, you know, uh, some moral support. And it's like, Hey, it was something to do. And then, as you know, there was a, a mass shooting that happened as we were, you know, on our way and, um, 58 people passed away and at a really rough time when I came back to Idaho, because I mean, just like what's happening in Israel or anything, if you're there, you very much understand it. And it's like, wow. And it, you, you live in it, but then you come home and everyone is just kind of, you know, they're doing their, their day-to-day lives as they should. And I had a really rough time with that transition. And so I started just kind of doing things around the community to help and just really um, ground me. So I would go work at the food bank for a while, or I would go down to the VA home and just, you know, play, play uh, games, you know, Monopoly or something or poker with, with veterans. And then one day someone was like, Hey man, that's so good. And uh, that's the story. So the two stories I would say that are the, the catalyst, the seeds of so good is uh, those two experiences uh, in 2015 when my dad passed away of a brain tumor. And then in 2017. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's crazy how, if we just kind of pay attention to the things that are already happening in our lives, we can kind of pick up the breadcrumbs, I like to call it, you know, like God leaving us bread breadcrumbs. And and if we're not paying attention, we don't get those opportunities. But if we are paying attention, we'll pick up on it. And that's kind of at least what I think from what you just shared happened to you with so good. It, you could have just, you know, heard the two words and moved on, but you heard the two words and it stuck. And I was just going to say too, a lot of people have this you know, desire to be good, right? And to do good things. But not a lot of people take that extra step to creating a nonprofit and like really helping their community. So what is it that I guess made you take that leap and build a brand around it? Um, and then how do you, I guess, keep being fueled to work on that? Yeah. So I mean again, another the the next story, the next step in so good was that in 2019-2020, um, you know, a couple of years after that incident that I had in Vegas, uh, there was COVID started. And I saw this fracture in the community that was, wasn't was like the shooting, but it was still like a, um, you know, was impacting all these lives around me. And everyone was kind of taking sides on things. I was already doing stuff that was good and i think i had made it a couple of so good shirts but we weren't really doing much we weren't a nonprofit. we were just you know like just trying to do some stuff in the community and this idea came to me that what happened with my dad and like what happened in vegas and what happens everywhere is that they're just random acts of violence we don't really even understand them they don't make any sense you cannot draw any parallels like well this is why that happened like sometimes they're just it's just completely um, it's just evil and it's random. It doesn't make any sense. And so I thought, well, what if I did the complete opposite? What if I did random acts of kindness? And it was really what kind of kept me sane through COVID because we live through COVID. So everyone, you know, listening to this, me and you talking, we understand it. But even to this day, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Like it just, there's so much of it that still were unknown and people question, but we were just kind of doing things because we were told and we, we just, you know, we lived in that world. And so a lot of division, like people were apart from each other and just bad things all over is what it felt like. 
And so my thought was, is the only way for me to make this right for myself is to go do something good. It was like almost like a counterbalance, right? So I go to school and I find out, you know, my kids aren't going to be able to school this month. They're like, they got to go home. We're not having school. So they're at home and they're asking me why. And I start to think this negative stuff is happening to me. This negative stuff is happening to the world. This is not good. And I thought, ooh, but what if we did something good? What if we... You know, what if we hired a coffee truck to go do free coffee for all the teachers at St. Luke's? So St. Luke's are not teachers, all the, you know, hospital staff at St. Luke's. So everybody comes out. They've been there for 16 hours. They were all wearing masks back then, you know, and they're they're overworked, you know, underpaid, all those kinds of things. And they come out and instead of somebody, you know, yelling at them or something like that, we just do something nice. And you mentioned, you know, there's a there's a phrase in the Bible that says, you know, a cup of cold water in my name. And it's like no politics, you know, no, no division, just giving out a warm drink on a cold day to somebody who's working hard. Uh, and that's that's really was the catalyst. And then from there, um, so good really became the motto of my life and the motto uh, of the way the lens I see everything. Yeah, which is a good reminder for everyone, you know, we just get so caught up in the mundane and and in our routines and focused on all the reasons why life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and right. so that's a good reminder. And I like what you've done too with having merch around it and the hat and the, the hats they have lots of different kinds and shirts and stuff. Where can people go to I guess get that merch? And then also what is your experience like been building this brand like did you have any kind of brand experience before this absolutely not and it's interesting my wife was asking me yesterday like you know where do you want to go and i i feel like i have done all that i want to do um as far as the brand is concerned i i'm not looking to be a social influencer or make money the brand is always people asking me like hey where did you get that hat or where did you get that shirt and i don't sell them you can find them on sogood.org i own the website um but if you just reach out to Parker at SoGood.org, I'll just give you one around the community. But my idea was like, there's so many different brands out there. You know, there's like the Nike and just do it. Like, what if you wore a shirt, you know, at school or somewhere and you were doing things that were good and the brand was just, hey, I'm doing things that are good. We're just we're just people that are doing things that are so good. So, yeah, that's kind of my answer to the brand. I, I feel like I've done all that I've ever wanted to in this business. I got to go out on the Today Show and meet with Hoda and Jenna. I mean, that was like kind of a highlight for me. Really, it's it's connecting every single day with a single with a person. And and you you mentioned it. It's there. It's absolutely there. Like I have a Dodge Ram truck and in the back I have um, a, a toolbox, a very small toolbox that has um, – uh, stuff to help people change their tire. I have a, a jack, a really nice jack and a really nice DeWalt cordless drill. And probably once a week, I change a tire on 84 and I was leaving the Boise State game. I got on the freeway and I passed a car that had just blown a tire and I was like, ah, I got five minutes. So I pulled over. Guy was like, dude, I'm so close, but I can't find my tire iron. And I'm like, no, don't even worry about it, man. I got it. And just, you know, you take off the lug nuts. And he was like, man, we were on our way to a pumpkin patch and the kids were just like, oh man, we're not going to be able to go. And, uh, you know, it took four minutes of my day to do that. And I'm not saying that's for everybody, but if you look for it, it's out there. And so for me, um, that's what so good is about it. It's not, 
it's not a brand. It's not a money-making thing. It's not a nonprofit. It's not even a charity. It's a way of life. It's a community. It's a way of looking at things. And I want it to grow just like that organically. I want you to people to hear the story and say, like, how could I be involved? Because I could give you 10 ways, just rattle them off. You know, you could, you could say thank you to a veteran every time that you see them, you could open a door for somebody, you could pay for the coffee for the person behind you. I mean, it just clicked right down the list. Um, and, uh, I don't, I want to say this, cause this is the most important thing for me for so good. It is the best thing that ever happened to me. I have been happier, more fulfilled, and yet I have given more time this year than I've ever given to other people, donated more of my money, and yet I feel absolutely so fulfilled. And the reason I say that is there's so much out there, you know, self-help books, and I and I think they're all amazing, but they're always like, you know, love yourself, you know, get do make sure that you're taken care of. And I think that's good. I think that's good for the, you know, mental health. But one of the things that I feel like we're missing is getting plugged into the community so that you feel good about yourself because you're doing things that are good for the community. For me, it's not, it's not just like, I want you to do this because I think it's a great idea and it would be so good. And you could, you know, follow this example in the mantra I'm saying for you, I promise you, you get so much more out of it. When my kids go out and we do the food bank or we do toys for tots or on Thanksgiving, we, we donate a meal to a family they love that more than any gift I've ever given them for Christmas. Uh, they just, they're ecstatic. And there's something about connecting and helping. And um, I feel like we're missing it. And uh, I don't, I don't, you know, there's no, I don't make any pretense about what so good is. I, I know it's a very small organization, but I know that we're making a difference. And that's, I don't know, that's good enough for me. Yeah, absolutely making a difference. And going back to kind of the branding thing real quick, that was very evident when I was kind of trying to do my research. I just wanted to share. Um, I didn't remember what your last name was. And so, uh, and I I know in my work at in radio, we had you on and I remember you had my same first name. And then I was like, I know it's the so good guy. And and I'm just like, I can't find this guy. <laughs> like I was, I was starting to look for you. Right. Couldn't find you. And even on your website, like, I read the whole website and there's very few spots, if any, that, that say your name, it's all just so good. And it's all just community focused and serving focused. And so you're really doing that where people, I mean, it's easy to tell it's not about you. It's about others. And that is a message that we need more in the world. And uh, just on a previous episode, I was talking with someone about how we're, almost two in the digital age now and like everything's online you know and doing the things that you're talking about with serving veterans and being in a food bank and doing toys for tots and helping first responders like that stuff kind of keeps you grounded in a way where you're not like it's not like someone doing something on social media it's someone actually there with you and that has more of an impact you know when people go to your funeral they're gonna know that you were the guy that helped to change <laughs> their tire you know they're it's not gonna be some random one who follows you on instagram from a different state or anything like that it's really great that um that you're doing these things and i think it's something that can be implemented in anyone's lives who's listening um, and a reminder that in what you're building, you know, it's okay to want money and like build a good business or whatever, but 
you have to be offering that kind of relatability and that kind of value and putting others before your own mission, which yeah. I think is huge. It's so cathartic. It's so good for you once you, you do it. And we, you know, so many times you'll talk to somebody about maybe going to the gym and they'll say, man, I just don't feel like it. And then you go, then you start to see the, the, the results and you feel like going more and more. And, um, I feel like the same with so good. There are so many times I get up and I'm like, man, I, I do not feel like doing anything. Um, and it's like, it's like, uh, you know, the, again, the verse putting on the whole armor. If I get in my truck and I go up Eagle road and I prepare myself to go up and I say, I'm going to do something kind between here and Eagle. I'll see so many people like, oh yeah, you can come in, you know, and like my day all the way up becomes so much more enjoyable because I prepared myself to, to be kind. Um, I prepared myself to engage and uh, it really, it really does change your whole outlook on life for sure. Planning and preparing, you know, and making it almost a challenge. I think that's amazing. Um, something else I wanted to ask about too was it gets deeper into your story probably, but you are a veteran, um, which I want to say thank you for your service. And then you work with veterans. What kind of, I guess, launched you into helping veterans and then branching out to like educators and teachers and things like, are, how did those first programs that you have first get started? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, if you really think about it, I, I mean, this is just my personal opinion, is that what we were going to try to do was to reach out to anyone we felt like were marginalized groups. So educators right, were right at the top of the list. And whatever you feel about the education system and things like that, you know, like we, we didn't want to get anything political in the education system. We just realized that there's just no way they're paid, um, you know, up to the standard of, of everyone else. I mean, just, just to be frank with it. And so that was an easy one. It's that you had, uh, and especially during COVID because you had, you know, teachers that were, um, doing zoom calls and things like that with no it experience so you imagine having to do like a full classroom of third graders in idaho where the room the classes are way too big in anyways because we have this influx of all these you know people that are moving here because it's, it's wonderful here and that's fine you know but classes are are huge and you have teachers that just came out of college you know they're probably struggling um parents are probably a little bit different than they used to be you know like a lot of uh you know phones are there and so you have this group that's maybe just holding on and then after that they're like hey you're gonna have to do everything remotely um you know and there's all those complications that come with that like making sure everybody's muted making sure everybody's on video and then they did these studies on these teachers that they were turning off the cameras because kids were seeing other people's homes lives and then were like mocking them because now they were getting to see into their house. So I didn't even think about that, but like you're, you're limiting the video because the video is not the same across all of these children. And now there's all of these, you know, windows into their world. Right. And so again, I'm like, how can I, love on these teachers. And so the combination of food trucks and coffee trucks that were struggling during COVID and, and knowing those individuals and saying, how can I marry the two? Like you have a truck full of coffee and you have nowhere to go. And this is a school where no kids are going, but the teachers are still doing it remotely in the classes. The teachers are showing up. 
So what if we married the two and all we really need is funds and um, you kind of have to put your money where your mouth is and just say, hey, this is something that I want to do. My wife and I were like, look, you know, we spend X amount of money on going out to eat or whatever. We just set aside that and um, it worked out. And then veterans, the veterans, obviously, because I was a veteran and uh, but I was a veteran during a time when it was the great time to be a veteran, right? Like I went in 2002, right after September 11th, I actually joined right after September 11th was in, you know, uh, the 2002 timeframe where, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't uh, have a more, you know, unified America. We were all uh, excited about uh, America and it was a lot of patriotic and, and patriotism. So I looked at that and then I looked back at like, the Korean war and the Vietnam war. And I was like, wow, there's this whole group of people that came back that no one said anything nice to for, for a very long time during COVID. I was working at the VA home, stopping by and saying hi. And then all of a sudden I couldn't anymore. And it, I could tell it was tough for everyone there. Like you have this group that they don't get out like we do. And so, you know, if somebody comes in to say hello, to come play a card game or brings a dog so they can, you know, they have like a, a day where they pet dogs and people can bring their dogs and no one's coming in. It's going to be <laughs> really tough. And so, um, again, just another group that I was like, we have to do something kind and nice. And so everything has been very organic in that we, we looked at groups that were marginalized. And so the three that I found right off the bat was, you know, first responders, you know, police and fire um, health and, and healthcare. Um, so I guess for healthcare, first responders, education, and then veterans. And that's really where we've, um, focused all of our, our time and effort on. Awesome. And this has been continuing since you said 2015. Yeah. About, I mean, after my dad passed away, we were doing a lot of stuff in the community. It didn't really become so good. The brand until probably the last three years, I didn't really want to start a nonprofit. That was never my intention. The, the nonprofit part came because if you know anything about nonprofits is that a lot of people that donate want that feeling of like, hey, I'm donating to something that has an EIN number that I'm going to get some tax benefits from that I know what is, you know, where the money's going. And so I thought that was fair, you know, to have a board of directors to show the dollar in, dollar out. And even as of today, like we we are a hundred percent dollar in dollar out and you can go look at different organizations, um, you know, like St. Luke's or, um, cause they're a nonprofit. And then you can see, Hey, if I donate a dollar, how much of that is actually going to this nonprofit? And cause they, you know, you have to tell, and a lot of it, you know, some of that money goes to upkeep of course, and to pay people to work there. And so I've always wanted to stay at that balance where every dollar came in, went out. Like we don't take any money. No one gets paid here. Um, everything is donations and then we put our own money into it. So yeah, we've been doing it as a nonprofit for about three years and still very much tied to those programs. Um, I do a lot of free coffee for teachers, obviously, um, with coffee trucks and food trucks, a lot for healthcare. So, you know, uh, the St. Luke's, the St. Al's, um, we still do a lot for law enforcement. So, um, Idaho state police, you know, Meridian police department, Boise fire, and then the veterans. The one thing I really love to do, probably my favorite thing of all is we buy tickets to Idaho steelhead games, Boise Hawks, um, Boise football, local sporting events. And then we pick up vets from the VA home, uh, Meridian speedway and take vets to sporting events. And, um, people are always like, how, how do I do that? And I'm like, it's super easy. Um, buy an extra ticket, 
go down to the VA home, talk to the staff. Um, they'll link you up with somebody. And then it's just like taking your, your grandfather or grandmother. I mean, you just pick up somebody, take them to the game. And they, they absolutely love it. <laughs> I bet they do love that. That's, that's got to be a really fun thing. Uh, well, cool, man. You're doing good all over. Um, I wanted to ask if you could share maybe a, a specific story where like you got to see like the, or have this full circle moment, you know, where something you did kind of led to a ripple effect. And then you got to hear back about how it impacted someone maybe that you weren't initially reaching out for. One of my favorite uh, is a little girl named Peyton Parker, Parker, last name Parker, uh, <laughs> that has cancer. Um, and just the just the connections. There's just so many different connections with this little girl. But we were doing free coffee for uh, healthcare people down at St. Luke's. And I had watched Maggie O'Mara that night and she had done a story about this little girl that had cancer and she had a tumor and it was very similar to my dad's tumor. Hers was um, in her stomach and, um, you know, chest area, but my, my dad was in his head, but very similar aggressive tumor and a super cathartic, super full circle for me to meet her and go do stuff together for her. And, um, you know, Maggie did a story about her and then I think she did a story about so good a little bit after that. And then her and I met me and um, Peyton met and I got to do football games with her. And um, when I had done toys for tots, they had, it, you know, uh, donated a few bikes and we get, we got to give some bikes to her family and uh, it was just really amazing. And then a couple weeks ago, I was at a lunch for uh, Tommy Alquist. He runs a, a nonprofit called inspire excellence, I believe. And the person they were giving the award to was Maggie O'Mara because of all the stuff she's done with Seven Zeros. And so in those videos of her, there were all these pictures of all these different connections. Um, there's a lady named Becky Markle, uh, Barkle, and she runs the food bank out in Marshing. And she's a really good friend with Peyton. And just all of those connections, watching that video and thinking about all the people that I met in that, in that connection, like Maggie doing the story, me doing the coffee, but being there and, and giving coffee to one of the nurses and then the nurse saying, Hey, would you like to talk to Peyton and then getting to meet Peyton and then being friends with her and her family. Um, it's just been amazing. And I mean, I could tell you story after story after story of connections like that, that we've been able to make um, that we've, we've uh, gotten to see different sides of it, you know, like meeting them and then maybe donation for Christmas and then watching that family donate something to someone else. Um, the stories just go on and on and on. Yeah. And again, it's like, it wouldn't be there if you weren't doing it. And that's, I think that's a big takeaway for everyone listening. It's like the opportunities are there and you got to take advantage of them. If you ignore that and just focus on your day-to-day -day grind, all that web of stories and connections, like what you're saying that you have, yeah. it wouldn't even be there, which is crazy to think about. Right. Um, so Upbeat, that's the podcast name. A big reason I started it was for creatives, side hustlers, entrepreneurs who are trying to like build something but they keep getting discouraged or even more so than just being discouraged they struggle with like depre depression and like a lack of belief in themselves and they get to a really dark place and i was just thinking with you know everything you've shared thus far you work with people or help people who have been at the bottom of the bottom like they know the worst feelings ever what is it in those people do you see kind of pulls them out of their negativity and kind of like helps them be so good or helps them be upbeat? Um, 
what keeps them what keeps them going and and takes them out of those really dark times and helps them push forward man that's such a great question and uh i mean i don't talk about it a lot but i think we've all been through you know some some really dark places and uh I, i've been there um sometimes where you just um man you 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 go back and you even think about them and they're almost too dark to even think about um you know i i i journal every day and sometimes i'll i'll crack open from you know several years ago and it's tough to even read you know almost like reading something you don't you know is you but it's such a long time ago but um i don't know i'm just such a a proponent of finding a way to connect with somebody else and give back and i know that's such a a weird thing you know a lot of times people say like i i don't feel like going outside so i can't do what you do i can't connect with other people because i have nothing to give and 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 if when i do when i feel like giving something and i'll say well just go with me to the food bank and what we'll do is we'll just sort cans right like we'll just there'll be a bunch of cans on a table and we'll sort them and we'll talk by the time we're done the person feels better and i'm like isn't that interesting you you feel like you're going to give and you don't have any more but then you feel so much better and so I, I try to be very delicate with that but i feel like as you begin it's like um you know there's like that famous saying like you just make your bed every day and it'll change your day and as you begin to do those very small steps and i, I don't think you can go from depression to just you know the next day but if you can do those 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 healthy steps one at a time, and one of them is trying to figure out a way to connect and help your fellow man. And I know it sounds so backward to what we're thinking, like you're depressed. How are you going to help anyone else? But it will pull you out if you can find somebody to connect with and help and 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 love. Um, it will it will begin to stir something in you that will give you some purpose. And um you know, I, I'm not a mental health professional. I, I, you know, I don't have anything, you know, any classes or any training in that. But I've, I've seen so many times people who are like, man, I am just absolutely don't want to go outside. I'm, I'm very low. And I'm like, just come with me. And what we're going to do is we're just going to go around to the, the hospital and we're going to say hi to kids that are terminal, you know. And all of a sudden, it will completely change your life because you will start to see the value that you can bring to someone else and it will show you that you do have value. And that's the thing. We we do have value, but it's not just inertly just because we're, you know, on our own. You know, you look at you look at um like back in the day in prisons, in prisons, they would take people and they would isolate them so long that they would just kind of like lose their mind. We as humans need to connect with other humans. And as you begin to find a way to connect with somebody and help them it helps you more than it helps them. So uh, that's, that's been beneficial uh, in, in my walk in helping myself and in helping other people see their value is you, you, you absolutely do have value. And some of your value will come when you, when you, when you, when you connect with others and, and, and help them and love on them, you'll get so much back. That's amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that, man. It's a super unique like perspective. And I know it's going to have big impact um before we go i mean i just want to always double check if there's anything i didn't ask about that you want to make sure you cover um and then also i want to really plug you know supporting so good and you know the people that listen to upbeat how can they get involved yeah for sure man um it's just so good.org it has all the the stuff for the the social media and things like that and getting involved just reach out if you want to be a part of it we do toys for tots super easy to come to you just 
you go out to the Toys for Tots warehouse, it's here in Boise, and we sort toys um, based on gender and age. Um, super easy, not lots of fun, and you can see all the toys that are actually going out to the kids. Um, and then uh, we do we do nights at the food bank, things like that. The one story I did want to say, you asked me about a full circle moment when I was after September 11th. Uh, there was a picture, a video, a you know, a, a newscast that I watched, and um, there was a a scene where George Bush, the president was down there at ground zero and he had his hands around some firefighters and he was, he was just, you know, coming down to that level and supporting and, and being amazing. And I remember I was like, man, I don't know how I can be involved, but I, I want to do something. And so I went down and joined the Marine Corps and the catalyst was that scene, right? Like whatever you thought of politics, whatever you think of George Bush, like he was just like a man of the people for me. And, uh, so I went to do the today show, you know, several years, 20, 25 years later in my life. And uh, Jenna Hager was there and um, she asked me, she took me aside and she was like, hey, tell me the story about you joining the Marine Corps. And I said, uh, it was interesting. Uh, there was this scene and I told her and all of a sudden I realized I was talking about her dad and I kind of full circle, you know, didn't put the two and two together. But the reason I say that is, is that like one person's kindness was impactful to me that made a difference and it kind of changed the trajectory of my life like i joined the marine corps and i i started to do things that were of service and i, I know that george bush today has no idea and he'll never hear the story and that's totally fine um but it was so beautiful to me to tell his daughter like you have no idea the the power of those words the power of the moments of when you put your arm around somebody you put your arm around a firefighter and you like we're we're in this together that it impacted me and it impacted any impact I make can be drawn back to those those times of people that impacted me. Um, so I, I never want to gloss over those things, that there was always somebody that impacted me. There was always someone that got the seed planted. So never forget, you'll never, you may never know on this side of this earth, uh, the impact that you make with a kind act or a kind word. Love that, man. Yeah. And I say it all the time. We don't have an analytics dashboard for that. <laughs> yeah. Like we, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. <laughs> right. Right. Awesome, dude. Thanks so much for sharing that, and thank you very much for being on Upbeat. That's Parker Harger. Yeah. Nice to uh, hang out with you. Have a great week. Okay.